When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. The uh, Republican... The Republican presidential primary is off to the races, and it's full of suspense. For instance, no one knows how long we can keep pretending it's full of suspense. Because <laughs> Trump is far and away the lead candidate, and he celebrated last night with a rally in New Hampshire focused on the central issue of 2024, his cognitive test from four years ago. I did say, what about a cognitive test? He said, well, you know... It's not that easy. I said, look, I got to take it because I got to shut it up. And I took it and I aced it. And let me tell you, you know, they always show you the first one, like a giraffe, a tiger, or this, or that, a whale. Which one is the whale? I love the cognitive tests. I always, I always find the whale. It's usually, he's usually just the left of the scary shark you have to go around to get to the middle of the maze where the Long John Silver hides his treasure chest in there. But I always do it. I always do it. I ace it because cognitive. (laughs) Plus, you go up to the counter, they give you free popcorn shrimp. (laughs) Crayons. So, they know, the people know the cognitive. So, at the very least, he knows his giraffes from his tigers, okay? good enough to give the man the nukes. Instead of a nuclear football, they can just give him a say. <laughs> the cow says, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Trump's not just acing tests meant for head trauma victims. He's also going after Joe Biden's business sense. You know a test for a president? If you had a little store someplace, like a candy store, would you trust Joe Biden to run your store while you go off to New Hampshire, you'd trust Trump. Now, you, But some people would say, I trust Trump in terms of competence, but I don't want him to run away with my damn stuff. But don't worry. I know some people think I'd run away with all the candy, but don't worry, it probably wouldn't happen. First of all, I can't run. Second, can't do it. These won't do it. Second, if I see candy, I'm gobbling it down right there, okay? Next thing you know, I'm waking up in a ditch covered with Mike's, Ike's, Goods, Plenty's, with my pants full of pieces of my own Reese's. You know what I'm saying? We're all adults. Dropped a baby Ruth down there is what I'm saying. Also, no, no, don't reward that. Do not. Do not reward that or the writers will keep doing it. Also campaigning in New Hampshire was former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, seen here after learning what actually caused the Civil War. (laughs) It's kind of sad. 
New Hampshire is Haley's chance to seize control of the race because according to some polls, she and Trump are tied. Yes, they are neck and... Uh, <laughs> whatever that is. I'm going to say a scrotum that is also somehow a vagina. I don't know. Can we show that on CBS? Can we show that? Of course, if Haley wants to be the nominee, she also has to take out Florida governor and clown looking in the mirror after taking off his makeup. <laughs> Ron DeSantis. DeSantis finished a distant second in Iowa, and even more ominously, his super PAC has begun layoffs and trimmed operations in several places, including Nevada. Explains the new T-shirt they're selling at Caesar's Palace. What happens in Vegas is deeply humiliating for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> now, today... Sure. It's America's way to play. Today, right here in New York City, was day three of Donald Trump's defamation trial brought by E. Jean Carroll. Now, you're probably saying, didn't that trial already happen? Yeah, it did. We also already did Trump versus Biden. Get used to everything happening twice. Get used to everything happening twice. Last year... Last year, a civil jury determined that Trump sexually assaulted Carol, then defamed her by lying about it after he left the Oval Office. But he also lied about it while he was president. So now he's in court again to determine how much more money he owes her. And chances are it's going to be a lot of money thanks to Trump attorney and woman incensed this dog groomer won't give her Labradoodle a full Brazilian. (laughs) Alina Haba. Haba is, uh, to use a bit of legalese, a bad lawyer. She said this in a recent interview. Somebody said to me, Alina, would you rather be, um, would you rather be smart or pretty? And I said, oh, easy. Pretty. I can fake being smart. (laughs) (laughs) Counterpoint. No, you can't. Because yesterday, she tried to get the trial delayed on grounds that Trump had to go to his mother-in-law's funeral, even though Trump is not required to appear at the trial. Judge Lewis Kaplan was not buying it, saying, the application is denied. I will hear no further argument on it. And when Habba tried to speak, Judge Kaplan shot back, none. Do you understand that word? <laughs> Your Honor, I'm not sure she does. Let me, uh, let me try to help you out there, uh, Alina. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, none. I got that mark right there. Uh, very, I mean, need a bigger mark to open a book this big. <laughs> there you go. Okay, here I'm now. None. Definition, not any. Also, the amount Trump will pay you for being his lawyer. (laughs) In all, the judge corrected Haba 14 times over basic lawyering on a single day of testimony. Wow, how did she become a lawyer? It didn't hurt that her bar exam only had two questions. Does this tiger look guilty? And is this a whale? (laughs) Of course. Of course, nobody... Of course, nobody holds more contempt for the court than Donald Trump. Apparently, he kept talking and loudly, causing Judge Kaplan to warn him, Mr. Trump, I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from the trial, adding, I understand you're probably eager for me to do that. To which Trump said, I would love it. (laughs) 
Yes, I would love it. Go ahead and exclude me from the trial, for it would only make my poll stronger. I feed on your hate. I have always been here, and I'm known by many names. Some call me Old Nick. Some call me Beelzebub. <laughs> Some call me the Space Cowboy. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> woo! Woo! Of course. Of course, Trump loves that all the reports are about this fighting in court because it distracts people from what the case is actually about. As Mitt Romney said, I think a lot of people in this country are out of touch with reality and will accept anything Donald Trump tells them. You had a jury that said that Donald Trump raped a woman, and that doesn't seem to be moving the needle. Okay, well said, but to be fair, the jury said it was sexual assault. The judge later clarified the assault would commonly be considered rape. This is the kind of thing that should end up with Trump in prison or, as best case, living alone in a motel by the racetrack. But every time he gets worse, his poll numbers get better, which explains his new 2024 slogan, Welcome to Hell. <laughs> now, Trump doesn't believe he should be held accountable for anything. At 2 a.m., he scream-posted, A president of the United States must have full immunity, without which it would be impossible for him, her... To properly function. No, Trump doesn't believe in any accountability. He believes the presidency should be like the movie The Purge, which is why he's always wearing that weird leather pig mask. <laughs> but it's nice. Uh, 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 it is nice to hear him being inclusive. I believe the president, whether it be him or her, Hispanic or her Hispanic, should have a private kill squad to take out those who dare speak against him. <laughs> kill Baya. <laughs> My lord, kill Baya. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, the Lord, as you know, I, I'm a Roman Catholic, so I pay close attention to anything said by His Holiness Pope Francis, seen here ready to receive the Holy Hoagie. <laughs> Yesterday, the Pope was speaking at the Vatican, and he told his audience that sexual pleasure is a gift from God. Even weirder, Nobody asked. <laughs> now, it sure sounds like Frankie gave the all-clear to get freaky, and honestly, I'd much rather get the talk from Francis than from his predecessor, Pope Benedict. <laughs> when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, they engage in a mindless friction and then a brief spasm of false joy. <laughs> then they are left only with the knowledge of death and an urge for Cheez-Its. <laughs> Maybe a lozenge. But as a Catholic who has spent a lifetime fearing God's judgment of my sexual behavior, could it really be true that God is okay with enjoying sex? You're darn tootin', Steve! <laughs> oh, hey, God, thanks for being here. You look great. You too, amigo. Hey, quick question. Why did you almost kill me with my appendix? Oh, sorry, buddy. I was in a bad mood. My, my fantasy football team was in the toilet. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so, listen, is it true what Pope Francis said, that sexual pleasure is a gift from you? Of course. Why do you think so many people yell my name during it? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. They're, they're thanking me for the gift. Okay. And I thank them in return because, as an omniscient being, I like to watch. 
Okay, okay, but Lord, what about what it says in the Bible? Have you ever read that thing? It's all Ham begot Zam, Japheth begot Zabazuba. Honestly, I only read the spark notes. Point is, everybody is begetting it on. Haven't you seen the centerfold? Whoa! I think I identified the whale. Got it, everybody. Thank you, Lord. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Colin. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome one and all. Back to the Late Show. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest tonight is an Emmy, Grammy, and Academy Award-winning artist, actor, author, and activist. He's now written a new book called And Then We Rise. Please welcome back to the Late Show, Common. Good to see you. Peace. How are you? I'm feeling really good, especially since you were burning some incense back there, and I started smelling it when you came out here. Yes, man. And suddenly I feel very chill. Good. I love that, man, because I was burning the Palo Santo. It's like... A Palo Santo? It's called Palo Santo. It comes from the trees down in South America and Chile, and and it brings in the good energy, you know, and it removes the bad energy. And I I make sure before I come on to see you, that I'm in my best energy and I'm centered and I feel great, you know? I appreciate I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's what I that's what I always get from you is the good energy. Last time you were here, you were making your Broadway uh, debut uh, between Riverside and Crazy. Yeah. And you did that for three months, eight shows a week. And I'm just curious, as someone who's been performing for 40 plus years, yeah. what does how did that change you as a performer? It didn't in any way inform the way you approach performance. Well, I gained such a, a big respect for, for the theater community. Anybody doing theater, anybody working in the theater production, I just have such a, a reverence and love for them because it takes a lot of work. That was one of the hardest commitments and, and work that I've ever experienced, but it was the most rewarding. Um, and I learned a lot. And one of the things that our lead actor, Stephen McKinley Henderson, said every day when we would get together and do our prayer, he said, you know, don't try to get it right, keep it true. And I started to apply that in my life. I want to be more true than I am right, you know, because at certain points in life, you want to just be right. But the truer I am to myself, the better I feel, the more joy I have. And I really learned that from just being in theater. And I want to do more theater. That's lovely. That's the difference between winning and living. Yes, living. 
Well, you, you've got a new book uh, about your wellness journey. It's called And Then We Rise. Now, if I follow the suggestions in this book, will I win an Oscar and look, <laughs> look like this in my 50s? Uh, is that... <laughs> Well, listen, I, I, I think I can get you there. I can get you there, man. I, 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 I'm here to tell you, you can't. <laughs> but nice of you to say so. Nice of you to say so. What does wellness mean to you? Like, what, what, when you say wellness, when what's think, that mean? When I think of wellness, I think of it from a perspective of having my mind in a, in a, in a good place, in a happy place, having my soul and spirit in, in the right place, in, like, a joyous place, having my body, like, working and, and, and moving around and doing things so that I have energy. Um, just having my whole self, like, together. One thing, Stephen, I do, like, no matter what, every day, I make sure in the morning, I thank God for getting up, and I, and I do my prayers, and I read my scriptures, and I have time to meditate. So it's, for me, this book is really just me saying, hey, whatever you have to find to find your love for self and your peace, that will become your wellness. My wellness has become me lighting the Palo Santo, me having the, the foods that I like that, that, that really feed me and help me to feel as healthy as possible, me having time to meditate no matter. If I got a 6 a.m. start, I'm still going to get up at 4.30 and do what I need to do. So I What? Have... So how long do you meditate? I don't meditate long. I, I may, like, these practices for me is like things that I've developed. I picked up information, like, from guides that I talk about in the book, trainers, my therapist, I picked up all the information. You have to use what works for you. I've been in a meditation where people have meditated for like 40 minutes. I fell asleep, you know, but, 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 so, so. It's also part of your wellness journey. That's part of the wellness journey. Get sleep, some sleep. Sleep. So for me, it's, it's a short period. I mean, it might be two minutes, but it, it's still me settling my mind and setting my intentions. And it's, and it's important. I don't think in our, in our communities, especially as men and just people, we don't like think about taking care of ourselves as much. We 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 watch the news a lot and we and we figure like we take in a lot of information. But what about like just saying, let me take care of me like right now. Let me think about what I need for to be at my best and to be in my own joy and to be in my own power. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more common, everybody. Stick around. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we're back with the author of And Then We Rise. The man is common. Now, common, you, you talk about reading some scriptures every day. What what do you have a favorite verse? 
Well, um, one of my favorite verses is from 1 Corinthians um, 13, and it talks about love, and it, and it says love is kind. Um, love keeps no record of wrongs. Um, and, it's, and it goes on to say, you can have faith and hope, but love is the greatest of these. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, like, it makes me think about how to practice love, like how really to do it. Like, when it says you keep no record of wrongs, think about that. That's, love is kindness. Like, like when you So you keep about, no records of wrongs, so love and marriage are not necessarily the same thing. No. They're, they're, <laughs> because they're, 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 even in a good marriage, there's a scoreboard sometimes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But in a good love, it's like, okay, you did that. I'm going to tell you what happened, but I'm not going to hold that against you. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know... To me, like, as a human being, I want to be at that level. I'm not always there, but I know what to do, and I know how to, to practice it to get there. And those scriptures help just being around, surrounding myself with that type of energy and just holding myself accountable and also not beating myself up when I don't do it, mm -hmm. you know, just recognizing I can do better the next time, so. As Jesus said, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, baby. Nobody's perfect, yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of scripture, one of the things that I, I like to read that actually gives me peace is I love to read poetry. And I found out that you, you had a, a long and fruitful relationship with Maya Angelou. Here you are at your 82nd birthday in 2010. Yeah. A giant. Man. A giant of American letters. And I'm, cur I'm curious, how did you first get to know her? Well, I was supposed to be a part of... Uh, a benefit, I was a part of a benefit, and one of the major people had dropped out of the benefit. Um, it was a fundraiser. And somehow my mother just said, you know what I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to call Dr. Maya Angelou. And I'm like, you don't even know Dr. Maya Angelou. What are you talking about? What year is this? How long ago? This was, this was like in 2000 and... This was 2009. Okay. And she literally, my mother got in touch with Dr. Maya Angelou and, and said, hey... We want to see if you would be open to being a part of this benefit. My son is Common. And she really didn't know who Common was, but her grandson did. So she invited me over to have, to have a lunch with her at mm -hmm. her apartment in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And we sat there for hours. And I was just like, man, I'm sitting with mm -hmm. the person who really started me to writing. Like, wow. Dr. Myangelo is, a, is, when I was in elementary school, she was the writer that I remembered that made me want to write. So you're a poet, and she's a poet. You guys sit there and trade bars? I mean, we, we definitely got bars. She'll give you bars and bars, but I, don't, I'm, I wasn't, wasn't at her level. But she did let me freestyle at a, at a birthday party, which was cool, you know. Uh, I gave her some bars then, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, as, as part of your efforts in, in, in this message uh, for self-love, not only for yourself, but, but for the the African-American, the black community, yes. you have this thing called, a campaign called Make One Change. What is that? Yeah, Make One Change. It's just, it's reinforcing what, what I'm talking about and, and, and then we rise. It's like, this is not a thing where like, yo, you gotta be a vegan. Or you gotta, it's just, just take one step towards bettering yourself. It could be, hey, I'm gonna drink some more, more water today or I'm not gonna be on the phone as soon as I wake up. Like, I'm, I'm actually gonna take some time to myself. I'm not gonna just wake up and look at my phone. Or it might be like, you know what, I'm going to let some people know that I love them this, this day. Or, or I'm going to exercise, I'm going to take walks. Whatever you do, one step, one, one, make one change. Because for me, that's all it was, was, I took one step. And ironically, I started learning about health and wellness through hip-hop. And I took that step, and it was like, wow, okay. I started feeling like a power, like, wait, if I can stop eating these certain foods 
it helped me when I when it came down to like I didn't have to drink as much as I, I can go out socially and just enjoy myself and don't always have to drink. It helped me in disciplining myself to working towards my my visions and my goals. So I want the one, you know, the one change to do to just be that step for each and every individual. It's just part of a movement because as we release the book, I want people to be action in, into the action of the book. Well, the book is and. Then We Rise. It's available Tuesday. The man is common, everybody. Common, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.